Jen. I'm the witch. Hi, I'm Vic. I'm the skeptic. Welcome to My Roommate's a Witch. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about today, Vic? We are talking about witches of pop culture, baby. Is that what we're talking about? I guess you could call it that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you want to call it? No, I think that's about right. I'm just, I'm just really excited. Well, okay. So I feel like I should start. (laughs) Okay. The witch that you know today is not the witch or the reputation of the witch that has always been. What's the witch that they know today? Well, you know, like the stereotype. No witch. (laughs) No, the stereotype (laughs) that the media portrays of like people in green face who are old and angry and screaming at children, throwing broomsticks around. You are a part of the patriarchy. Um, (laughs) Me? Me? That portrayal of a witch sure is. Little old me. So the reason we think of the witch as like an ugly old hag is actually because of the Christians trying to squash out paganism. Okay, well, listen, I was reading an article today about how witches traditionally are either represented as like old hags or as like sexualized young women using their wiles to like beguile men and that's a poem (laughs) put that on the fridge so traditionally um witches were actually really just healers um and midwives who would offer like um herbal remedies and concoctions to their local village and would um help deliver babies um so much so that like in i think it was like in very I want to say like the 1600s but in like the early stages of Christianity um, midwives were given the like go ahead by the priests to give final rites if babies were about to die um, so that the babies would go to heaven and so of course then the, the men in charge later realized that this was a lot of power to give women who they felt were performing witchcraft by delivering babies and doing herbal remedies and um, a lot of times obviously back in those days um, they there were like things for good luck you could do during the birth of a baby um, and so they were like this is clearly witchcraft I just feel like we've missed a step here like how did we get go from How did we goggle from women delivering babies to people being like, you're a witch? So, riddle me that. (laughs) Well, there have always been, there's always the tradition of, you know, the person, it's the same person who makes your herbal medicine might make you um, something to boost your love life, you know, that kind of thing. And so some of them were witches. That is true. Some of them were witches that did hex people. Um, But a lot of them were just healers. And the patriarchal christian early the patriarchal early christian religion felt threatened by this and so they started persecuting midwives they put them on trial for being witches um and adds where are you talking about like what time in history where are we not america not america um europe and i believe like the 15 1600s yeah there's scotland yeah there's a lot of great documentaries out there if you want to go have you read macbeth no, I haven't. Again, I'm a bad theater person. Uh, I actually, I think I've read it once, but I didn't really care. But yeah, and so to make witches super unappealing, they started painting them as these like old hags who were out to curse everyone, which is why 
we have the ugly image portrayal of modern media. Another tool they used to villainize these women healers um, was to say, oh, they're like so sexualized. They're going to cut, they're like having sex all the time. They're dancing naked. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like, God forbid. And, um, oh, and, and that's where we get the other stereotypes. Right. So, because, so they were like, oh, these, 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 wit- these wicked women will steal your husband and these wicked women will um, just, they're seductresses and they're they're floozies um and so that's where the other stereotype of them being like just an over sexualized lump of meat now when you say that some of them were actually witches that's and stop explain yourself <laughs> explain yourself well obviously yeah which is paganism is the oldest religion um and women in particular but also men but women have been mixing together, mixing up potions, um, performing rituals for good luck forever. I mean, it's just, it's just a part of like human nature. Yeah. So some of them were like actual witches. So some of them were as what I would categorize to be like actual witches and others were just healers. What's sad is like when you persecute all midwives, (laughs) like this is, it's actually, who's going to be birthing those babies? Exactly. And so what happened was at the same time, also this, this information is all from a book called, um, witches, nurse, nurses, mi- witches, midwives. I don't know. So that three word, com- word combination in some order. Birthing babies used to be an entirely female-dominated sport. And as, like, modern medicine as we knew it, know it today, like, was first getting started, it was a very male-dominated industry. And so in order for these male doctors to get more control, they had to get these midwives out of the delivery room. Can I tell you something insane? Sure. Get ready. My dad was born in 1953 in Missouri. And and his mom was literally put under during labor Mm -hmm. and woke up and she had a baby. Yeah. Um, You should take a look at the documentary, The Business of Being Born. It'll blow your mind. Like in the 50s, what they would do is because women were fully sedated right but your body yeah. still like screams and kicks when even when you're sedated because you're giving birth um and so they would like strap when they wouldn't let men first of all no men were allowed in the delivery room well they were smoking in the lobby <laughs> <laughs> right no so they would like strap i'm not sure if this is what happened to your mom but like they were okay, well first of all it was my mom <laughs> or sorry your, your dad's mom <laughs> Um, these women were, they would, like, just strap them down in, like, leather bounds. And so, like, the, these men would pick up their, like, wives and their new babies. And they'd be like, why does my wife have bruises all over her arms? And they'd be like, mm. <laughs> It's because she was, like, strapped down, like, giving birth. It was crazy, yeah. But this is basically, like, the persecution of witches and midwives is why we have a male-dominated um, medical industry. I just feel like I need you to go further into the origin of paganism. I just don't get it. Like, you keep saying, like, it's the world's oldest religion, and I'm like, where? Like, in Europe? Like, where in Europe? Yeah, so everywhere in Europe, like, is the shortest. (laughs) Well, what about Greece? Well, there's, like, Germanic paganism. Well, I would categorize, like, the belief in, like, Greek gods as a more pagan religion than mainstream Christianity. There, it's a multi-deity. Okay, but, but like by pagan religion, like uh, just when I picture paganism, and I know this is probably incorrect. You're like you're already rolling your eyes. I'm just, I'm just preparing myself. For it's it. like sacrificing a goat, drawing a pentagram, dancing naked. <laughs> Jen's like, no, no, no. So there's a hundred different kinds of paganism. Okay. We we're gonna bring Nina on the show and talk to her. Her. Um, 
a lot of like she's she's from Serbia and their like Serbian Orthodox Church. Um, a lot of their traditions are rooted in like Serbian paganism with Jesus as a fun little bonus. Okay. I say paganism is the world's oldest religion because it does predate Christianity and it predates uh, it, it predates all. I, mean, I believe you. Sure, that's fine. But like, so like the way the Germanic well, it's, and also it's not like I believe it's like that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> But so, like, when I say, like, paganism, I I do mean, like, worldwide. Of course, the way the Irish pagans celebrated is much different than the way the German pagans celebrated, which is different than, like, the Slavic pagans and how they celebrated. But generally, it it is a a worship of, like, something in nature. Yeah, that was my question, is, like, but what are they worshipping? Yeah, so, um, different, it's usually, um not monotheistic so there's no there's usually more than one god it's usually celebrates the turning of the the what we now call the wheel of the year but the seasons changing the harvests um solstice yeah solstice these things that we now view as sort of like oh these like scientific feats were magical Mm -hmm. um and so every it's celebrating harvest celebrating the changing of the seasons and each little mini faith has a different interpretation of what it meant, but they all are generally believing and celebrating the same stuff. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do not. Uh, Why am I not shocked? Jen just doesn't watch anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some witches dance naked, but you can really do whatever you want. (laughs) Okay. Let's do a fun little segment. Okay. I don't know how little it'll be. Where I go through some of the, like, most famous witches in pop culture. And you tell me what you think about them. All right. And I'll tell you what I think about them. Great. And together we will say things. The Wicked Witch of the West. Now, let me tell you. I saw... Okay, first of all, have you ever seen it? Yes, I have. (laughs) Okay. When I... I think I watched this when I was, like, five, six years old, okay? And I was terrified of not necessarily the witch although i did think she was very scary the flying monkeys man yeah oh my god my parents tried to show me the wizard of oz and i wouldn't i screamed every time the flying monkeys were on camera okay so what do you think about her obviously she is a part of the whole witches being depicted as hags kind of a thing but the other witch in the movie is beautiful what are your thoughts opinions well, I think it's really interesting that, like, the good witch is beautiful and the bad witch is ugly. I mean, I think that's just... <laughs> there's just a shit ton of feminist critique that just can explode right there. Do we ever... I, I'm just thinking about it, and I don't know that we ever see them, like, perform magic. Do we? No, no, no. We do, we do. Because the evil witch of the West... The wicked witch of the West. <laughs> it's alliteration, Victoria. <laughs> don't you know anything? Okay, the wicked witch of the West... Does that thing with the poppies, and she makes Dorothy fall asleep. And also, she has that t- out. Uh, well, I was about to say she has that hourglass, but the crystal ball. Well, she has a crystal ball too. Mm-hmm. I don't think the hourglass is enchanted. I think what's interesting is, I don't think it's like the worst witch. At least there's a good witch. You know, it's like when it's all when the witch is like the truest purest form of a villain i think is when it's kind of a problem i think it's an interest interesting to look at like if you wanted to take it to like an allegory of like dark magic always breeding darkness and like white light magic always breeding like white light magic what do you mean like dark magic um turning you into an evil person and like 
What? Oh, like breeding darkness that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why are witches always, well, not always, but why is there like a trope of them always being dressed in black? I don't actually know the answer to that question. It might have to do with like sneaking out to do witch, which, I'm sorry, Victoria just Googled it and it's gothic dress code <laughs> blog is the first thing that pops up. Great. Super. Uh, this is saying a lot of stuff about how, like, witches are in touch with darkness and the realm of death, but that's, like, if you believe that. I don't think I would say that. I think, like, um... <laughs> well, it was from gothicdress.com. <laughs> I think if I were to... I would say, like, because a lot of witchcraft had to be done in secret for a really long time, so, like, sneaking out into the forest. Lied. Or, um... I do believe, like, wearing black or white is helpful because you have, like, a... There's a, there's a sector of magic called color magic, um, and so you might not want to influence, like, your spells with the color you're wearing, but I'm not sure. Okay, did you ever see... Now, I know it's a TV show from the 60s, Don't Drag Me, um, but it was also a, like, movie, I think, like, 10 or so years ago called Bewitched. I did not see it. <laughs> That you're like, this is your testimony in front of Congress, and you're like, I did not see it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, basically, the pro- I, I mean, honestly, I think I was like nine when the movie came out, so I don't remember it all that well. I went with my mom. Will Ferrell was in it. It's Nicole Kidman. Okay, so when she, like, wiggles her little nose, she does witchcraft. Well, that's shocking. <laughs> yeah. I think that she is, like, at least in the movie, she was, like, married or no, 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 no. She was like interested in Will Ferrell, but I think in the TV show she is actually married, and I don't think he knows that she has magical powers. And then there's like, uh, she has like an uncle that's trapped in a mirror or something. Um, I think it's. I think this might be a good example of like <laughs> there being unrealistic expectations on witchcraft, <laughs> like. Uh, you're not, no one I know, no witch I know, can just wiggle their nose and suddenly a house appears. Like, that's, that's kind of not how it works. Of course, I think that makes for a better story than, um, usual witchcraft. I think if, if her husband doesn't know about her witchcraft, that might be an interesting, um, conversation about, like, having to, like, they call it being in the broom closet. Uh, Shut up. Yeah, that's like when you can't tell people you're a witch. I am shook. Okay, have you seen Hocus Pocus? I have, but only once. When you were, like, smaller. Oh, no, I wasn't allowed to watch Hocus Pocus. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Okay, when did you see it? I saw it freshman year with my roommates. Okay, so I watched it, like, two weeks ago for Halloween. People love this movie, Jen. People are, like, obsessed with this movie. It has, like, a cult following. I watched it. I thought it was really bad. I thought it was fun, I mean, I didn't have an immediate negative reaction. I think it's like, I think it holds a lot of nostalgia for people, and that's why they like it so much. Yeah, the the nostalgia factor. But also, it was just like, there were so many points. First of all, I thought it was a Disney Channel original movie. I don't think it is. And so for me, I was like, wow, they are really mentioning that this kid is a virgin a lot of times <laughs> for a decom. But I don't think it, it is, because Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler is in this, and why would they be on a D- Disney Channel original movie? Sarah Jessica Parker's in it? She is the blonde witch. No, she's not. Prove it right now. I want to see. I want to see evidence. Bam! I'm shook. Yeah. Wait. Let's see. Okay. That was 1993, and Sex in the City 
came out in 98. That was a whole five years before she was in Sex and the City. We should start a separate podcast about Sex and the City because it's such so important to me. Really? Okay, the one show you've watched. Yeah, my parent. Sorry if you're listening to this. My parents, um, obviously, I wasn't allowed to watch it. So I would, like, put it on on one channel on E!, E always had it on and then I'd put like something appropriate on the other channel and then I would um like do, if my parents walked in I would do the last button thing and I'm pretty sure sex in the city is like the only people the only people who ever told me sex was not like going to send me directly to hell was sex in the city wow well <laughs> thanks Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> Um, what's also crazy is that Sarah Jessica Parker, she, she did that movie with Bette Midler in 93, right? And then she's in another movie called The First Wives Clubs, called The First Wives Club with Bette Midler in 96, where she plays, so Bette Midler, her husband leaves her for Sarah Jessica Parker. The skank. He leaves her for the slutty witch. <gasps> Gasp. Um, oh, Book of Shadows. Oh, so this article says the only thing in Hocus Pocus that's at all accurate to Wiccan practices is the Sanderson sisters' spell book, which is probably intended to be their version of a Book of Shadows. Would, would you like to explain what that is? Yeah, a Book of Shadows is super easy, simple. I, well, okay, I say that and the, and the Wiccans are going to come for me. Um, <laughs> uh, just very simply, a Book of Shadows is like a book of spells. Um, that you may that you sort of curate yourself some people use it as a straight up just book of spells some people use it as like uh, more of a, a witchy journal to document their witchy endeavors in okay my other problem with that movie uh was that i felt like they really picked and chose what like stereotypes to adhere to in the film for example they're like, we can't go into this graveyard. We can't step foot on the graveyard, which I've never heard of in my life before. But then they could fly over it and, like, come close to touching the ground with their broomsticks. Also, can witches fly over water? Because they did that a lot in this movie. I don't... <laughs> Again, I don't know any witches that literally fly on broomsticks. But, um, I, I don't know any lore about witches not flying over water. Fine. Practical Magic? I have not. Okay, that's another Nicole Kidman movie with Sandra Bullock. This is actually, I feel like, a really good movie. I think you would like it. It's all about these two sisters. And one of the sisters, she has, like, an abusive boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so Sandra Bullock goes to save Nicole Kidman, because obviously it's Nicole Kidman. (laughs) I just feel like in every movie she's in, she has an abusive relationship happening. (laughs) What I like the most about this movie... Okay, I never finished the plot. So, Sandra Bullock goes to help Nicole Kidman. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman accidentally kill this man. Then, they bring him back to life, but he's all, like, messed up. And he tries to take over Nicole Kidman's body. He tries to possess her and kill her because he wants to, like, live with her in the afterlife. Very, yes. And then, Sandra Bullock gets the whole town, all the women in the town together, and they, like, save Nicole Kidman. It's a very, like, it's a very pro-female movie, and I really like it. Well, I think, like, one of the pillars of witchcraft is feminism, so that (laughs) certainly checks that box. I would have left the abusive boyfriend dead, but that's just me. (laughs) It's interesting, too, because it's, like, all the people in the town hate them because they're witches, and then when Sandra Bullock is like, listen, come over, like, we'll do, like, it's, like, all they ever wanted was to be included, 
There you go. One of my favorite things about this movie is that it's when Nicole Kidman was still married to Tom Cruise. Scientology is gross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to (laughs) apologize. Okay. Did you watch the original Spring of the Teenage Witch in the 90s? I did not. Witchcraft shows were banned in my house. I just cannot believe. Did you watch Full House? Yes. <laughs> okay, so basically, wait, picture. Wait. No one on Full House is a witch. No, but I'm just going to say picture like Full House, but instead of three uncles or three men, it's two aunts. First of all, do you remember that episode of Full House where TJ has an eating disorder for a day? Yes! And she's like, then she faints, doesn't she? She like faints. Let me just eat this ice cube water pop that I made. Sabrina the Teenage Witch had two elements which were banned in my house. First, witchcraft. Second, empowered women. <laughs> okay, so what I loved about the show was that basically she just got into these zany situations and there was an animatronic character cat named salem who talked and he was very sassy i'm also very sassy (laughs) at the record show okay i and i just finished watching the new the chilling adventures of sabrina the teenage i don't know if it's sabrina the teen i think it's just sabrina the chilling adventures of sabrina and it's interesting i feel like it's actually taught me a lot about the traditions of witchcraft like what have you learned well, here's an interesting thing about the show is that I, a lot of it is about like trying to get Sabrina to sign her name in the Devil's Book. Basically, that's the whole first season. Is like she's having a 16th, you know, it's her 16th birthday. She has to have her dark baptism, and she refuses to sign her name in the Devil's Book. And the rest of the season is like the devil basically trying to like trick her into sign. Not, well, not like trick her, but like getting her to sign the book because he wants Sabrina to be like his foot soldier on Earth. Which I don't know how it's going to work out because she seems like that's just really. <laughs> I just took the mic. That is just really not an accurate portrayal of witchcraft, like at all. Like there is no Satan. There, like that's just not real. Like that, like pagans don't believe in that. Wait, pagans don't believe in in Satan. Satan literally is from <laughs> I sorry I'm getting mad. S- Satan is the fallen angel that left Christ. So why how could a pagan believe in Satan? There was no Christianity yet. Okay, okay, okay. Let's all take a step back. Because okay, what is interesting about about Sabrina, <laughs> about Sabrina, the new Sabrina is that they do mention christianity a lot and they're like the false god is like the christian god and jen is having an aneurysm what deity like i don't like clearly she's okay so she's trying to crack a deal with satan but like but okay but they don't worship satan it's like basically they sign their name in the devil's book and then they get all of their full powers and eternal youth and in exchange basically they just have to like um if satan ever calls on them for like a favor they have to complete it it's a little, like, messy. Uh, that's not really what I was talking about when I meant, like, traditions. But now you've got me all flustered. <laughs> well, that's just glaring. The, the premise is glaringly inaccurate. What practices have you seen that you feel are accurate? First of all, it taught me a lot about familiars. Like, having, like, a familiar, like, an animal as a familiar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
what does magic look like in this world? Like, is she still just, like, pointing her finger and a cat appears, or... Okay, no. So magic in this world is a lot more like... Like, in one episode... Uh, I don't want to give a spoiler. It's a lot of Latin. Like, they'll say things in Latin. And, um... Like, at one point, she's, like, hugging Harvey. And she, like, whispers something in Latin. And then, like, there's... Been, it, uh, the magic looks like a lot of, like, wind whooshing. It's not like Harry Potter, where it's like, Oh, a, a spell's coming out of my wand. Is it still the kind of magic where, like, she waves her finger or wand and things, like, appear? Or is it, like, what... It's interesting that you say, like, does she wave her finger and things appear? Because I don't think that's happened, actually. I think it's more like there are, like... Sh- like, Sabrina gets a gets cursed with a blood curse at one point. And, like, there's an element of voodoo in an episode. Which element of voodoo? What's it called when you have, like, a doll? Like a voodoo doll. A voodoo doll, yeah. Um, a voodoo doll is used. Um, what else? Yeah, so in that sense, I feel like it's more like what we've been talking about, maybe. Sure. I'd have to see it. Necromancy? I don't know what that is. They, like, bring someone back from the dead. Oh, boring. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, you didn't see the witch. I did not. I'm the witch of the woods. Um, basically, this movie is, in- is interesting because it's set in, like, what's that Jamestown era? <laughs> the 1600s? Yeah, but, like, you would know about it because you're from Virginia. <laughs> I grew up going to Jamestown every single year for a class field trip. If you're listening to this, Miss Marable, I'm still bitter and I don't like you. <laughs> what I'm saying, basically... <laughs> Is that this takes place, like, before America was founded. I mean, and I don't even mean America. I mean, like, before it was even, like, a real place. Colonial! No? No, colonial is probably the word you're looking for. But, like, so so you mean, like, before America, like, before the Declaration of Independence, basically. They, basically, this family gets banished from their community. Don't remember why. And it's right around the time that the youngest, that the young woman is going, in the family is going through puberty, and so she's having, like, you know, things happen to her body, and her brother, like, is sexualizing her, because they're the only family in this whole, like, a hundred acres. The family thinks that she is a witch, because the baby gets, like, the baby disappears, and then a black goat shows up and kills the whole family, and she's left, and she's like, well, I wasn't a witch in the first place, but now that my family's gone, might as well become a witch, because I can join all these awesome women and have all this freedom and power that I didn't have with my family. Wow. That's incredible. So, why is it that, like, do you know that why black goats are, like, typically, like, associated with satanic things? In the Wiccan faith, there is, like, a um, deity which does have horns. So, I think, like, that's... But it's not Satan, if that makes sense. But I think... Okay, well, I mean, in, in The Chilling Tales of Sabrina, it's definitely... I feel like it's definitely the devil, but it's, it is like a, like the devil is represented at least a few times that we see him kind of as like a horned, like beast like creature. Well, since I'm not Wiccan, 
I can't, I can't, like, um, I'm not qualified to, like, speak on that deity specifically. But that is, like, where the trope of, like, oh, all the pagans run into the woods, get naked, and dance in a fire round for the horned god. I, I Like, that is where the trope comes from. It's not necessarily true, um, and that's not really a nuanced take. Um, but, yeah, but, like, horned animal, like, I also think because so much of paganism has been distorted with... Um, really early Christians trying to eliminate it so that Christianity could spread. Of course, like they're going to put their image of Satan onto something that the pagans were worshiping. I think the other thing is like Satan has always been represented with like horns. And so I think any association that they could draw between um, Satan and a pagan deity would be what they would do. Okay. Now last, but certainly not least in my heart, and the hearts of many. Harry Potter. I know you have watched the movies. Um, I've read the books. I haven't seen them. Oh! Oh, okay, great. You've read the books. I thought it was the other way around. Okay, so you, like, are in deep. Um, did you love them? I, um, have a lot of, like, my childhood, I was doing, like, little witchy things that I didn't know were witchy. <laughs> um, so after I read Harry Potter, I set up a little pocket potion making station under my bed and I would like make potions yeah and I'd like whip it out and like make potions after my parents like put me to bed um and I would also like I kept all these like journals and I like played Harry Potter all the time and like wrote down all the stuff I was learning in like potions class um but yeah but then then my potion station got busted and I I got in trouble (laughs) okay so but do you feel like even though Harry Potter is the best thing to ever happen do you feel like it's also, like, a pretty, one of, like, the worst or, like, a really poor representation of, like, modern-day witchcraft? Just because I feel like it is, it doesn't really draw from from any, I, does it draw from Because I feel like it's mostly just J.K. Rowling being like, this is my world, I created it. But obviously, you know, it, she didn't create witches. Well, I think there's, like, whenever you do something like Harry Potter, there's gonna be things that align with paganism. Like, any type of witchcraft is, like low-key pagan aligned but i don't i mean it's not a the thing that's great about harry potter is it's not a bad portrayal of witches like the witches are not being oh i see what you mean it's still inaccurate i mean like again some witches do use wands but like i don't but like you know but it's not it no one is like saying magic words and then a dog appears right is that something that happens in harry potter (laughs) you can summon things in harry potter Sure, but, like, that's not... You can't do that IRL. <laughs> like, uh, that's what, that's all I was saying. Like, like, I think Harry Potter is net positive for the witch community because it's not portraying all witches as evil, which is, right. like, what we get a lot of the time. It also exists, like... Like, you're... No one's in... I guess there's Voldemort, but no one's, like, definitively, like, in talks with Satan if they practice witchcraft, yeah. you know? It's, like, even Voldemort, who is, like, the the bad character in the books... He's bad because, like, he's just, like, that's the way, well, I guess this is a discussion of, like, nature versus nurture, but it's not like he's, like, evil because, like, he's, yeah, in talks with Satan. He's just evil because, like, he, that's his agenda. Like, that's his agenda, not like anyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I could do a whole episode on how much I love Harry Potter. Like, oh my god, it's so amazing. I enjoyed Harry Potter. It wasn't the best thing to ever happen to you. I was much more obsessed with Twilight. I was a Twihard. I know. 
I know. That is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I, like, okay, if you like Twilight, I mean, I read Twilight. Like, we all liked Twilight, but Twilight was not better than Harry Potter. Oh, I don't still like Twilight. Twilight is an emotionally abusive relationship. <laughs> but I did read Breaking Dawn 16 times. Wow. <laughs> okay. Topic of debate. Do you think that Hermione didn't belong with Ron and she should have ended up with Harry? 100% yes. Shut up! I am the complete opposite. I cannot believe you just said that. Why do you think she belonged with Harry? Harry was so annoying. Can I tell you, Harry would not have gotten through his first year at Hogwarts. He would have died without Hermione and Ron. And he just whines the whole series. Well, his parents are dead. (laughs) I don't know. I just think Ron's kind of a pussy, so... See, I feel like I always identified with Ron because I was like, oh, he's the funny one. Like, I can be the funny one. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, I can't, I, I really can't. I, I, I don't remember it because I read it so long ago. But, like, I, I remember being disappointed because I just, I like it when the two powerhouses get together. You know what I mean? Like, yes, but I just feel... Well, it's also difficult because at the end of the last book, they're all 17 years old. Like, when I was 17 years old and I was seeing people in relationships in high school, I was like, those are not relationships that are going to last. And yet, J.K. Rowling has us believe (laughs) that, what is it, 17 years later, all is well and they're all still together. Well, that's the problem with all media, right? Everyone just, like, all, almost all media is, like, these two high schoolers are going to end up together forever, which sometimes happens. Oh. But it's usually a bad choice. You know who I'm talking to. Who are you? You know who you are. You know, it is interesting. They're all super young, and in, and in the books, Harry's parents are, like, only, like, 22, 23 when they die, and in the movies, they portray them in their 40s. Well, when you don't use protection, you have a baby at 22, 23. I mean, it's just really likely. This is a this is a witchy PSA that you should wrap it before you tap it. <laughs> I know, we're straying. So, okay, obviously mine is Harry Potter. That's my favorite, like, witchcraft world, world you know. what? But do you have a series or a TV show or, like, a representation to, like, kind of wrap it up, like, of witches in the media that you would say, like, that's your favorite? You know, when I asked you to tell me what we were talking about today, I assumed I would get the surprise question ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't think I've seen, like, what I would consider to be a good portrayal of witches in the media. Um, I think that there's non-damaging portrayals of witches in the media, um, but I don't think there's anything that's, like, an accurate portrayal of what modern paganism, Wicca, what any of that looks like. Um, There's a ton of excellent books about like non i call it witch nonfiction. um <laughs> there's a ton of wonderful books out there that you can go read about um modern witchcraft and i think those if you're interested i think you're better suited going to a, a bookstore than a movie theater well from someone who's never read the crucible <laughs> can i tell you i was in the Ooh. crucible i was in eighth grade well, that's shocking. Um, I will say, like, if you if if you want to learn more about witchcraft and you don't want to um, go and you don't want to read a book, there's a ton of like witch YouTubers who are really great to look at. 
Whoa, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I love a good YouTube channel. Well, now you know. The more you know with Jen. I'm Vic. And I'm Jen. And, and that's, that's the spook. spook. Oh, I hate it already. <laughs>